Hello and welcome back to Oxford Eats. A couple of months ago, I played a trip to Hervé Gatineau Bakery in Summertown. Not just a bakery that supplies some of Oxford's best-loved cafes. Hervé Gatineau is also a cafe itself and actually started out life as a patisserie. I sat down with Deborah and really chatted through the ins and outs of the business, as well as just how complicated it is and how time-consuming it is to make all of these different pastries, cakes and desserts. So sit back and enjoy. Welcome back everyone. I'm here in Hervé Gatineau. Um, I wrote a lovely article about this superb bakery out in Summertown. Oh, it must have been a couple of months ago now, I think. I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, maybe, because I went on a holiday already. <laughs> Lucky you. <laughs> Me too, actually, to be fair. Um, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and now I'm back and, and we're going we're gonna to talk all things French bakery. Yes. So, firstly, I want to introduce my lovely guest. Would you like to introduce yourself and Hervé Gatineau? Okay, so my name is Deborah. Um, I'm one of the directors here at Gatineau and I also do all business development and marketing and I've done every single job in this company so I think I'm very qualified to, yeah. to be here today speaking about it. Uh, and then of course Hervé Gatineau is our boss, he's the owner mm-hmm. here, he's also the, the, he's always been the head pastry chef and He's the one that developed new products and works with the kitchens mm-hmm. to make sure that everything is running smoothly and that we are always doing things that are very high quality. Amazing. So, I mean, obviously we have we have quite a big listener base outside of Oxford as well. So people probably don't necessarily know what Hervé Gatineau is. So do you want to pitch the, the bakery to us? Okay. Um, so... We are, mainly, <laughs> yeah, we are mainly a French artisan uh-huh. bakery, uh, patisserie. Um, Hervé's focus is on the patisserie, but he, he grew this business into what it is today. So we make bread, uh, artisan bread, artisan croissants, um, but we also do chocolates. Mm-hmm. We are going to start a, a, a new range of chocolates. Um, so yeah, everything is made from scratch here and we use um, high quality French ingredients uh, mainly and as that's, well. that's the key we'll get on to later for sure. Yeah. Um, so firstly, I'm going to get I want you to describe the journey for Hervé and Hervé Gatineau as a company and how it really started here. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to get you to pitch your journey, well not pitch, describe your <laughs> okay. journey as well. Okay. So how did Hervé come to set up Hervé Gatineau and how did you become involved? So, uh, so Hervé has been a pastry chef for, for years mm-hmm. and he uh, worked, started in France. Uh, he also worked in Australia mm-hmm. and then here in the UK he was working for uh, Maison Blanc. Mm-hmm. They used to have this uh, massive industrial uh, place in, in, uh, in London producing for the various shops and also for other shops. So he was one of the lead team's pastry chef in there. Uh, he always wanted to, to have his own business, so this opportunity came up. That's how he opened uh, the shop here in Oxford. Um, so he started here, I think, in 2007. Okay. Um, Tough and time. then, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tough time to start a year yeah. before that, yeah. And before him, there was another patisserie okay. here called Pascal. So a okay. lot of people in the area know of that patisserie uh-huh. and then changing to, to Hervé's patisserie. And he started more with the patisserie and chocolates. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he was introduced the venoise and the bread, uh, firstly getting from other places and then mm-hmm. having his own bakers and, 
and everything was made here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we grew so much that, um, especially the wholesale business, yeah. catering to other cafes, restaurants in yeah. the area, that we had to have another uh, kitchen. And mm-hmm. this kitchen is in Kidlington. It's mm-hmm. just an industrial kitchen. Uh, it's not massive. It's, it's quite small if you think about it, but we have everything like really high-end there for for us to mm-hmm. to be able to produce the the quantities that we need and how much of that because obviously you are i mean people who live in oxford will know you see your pastries all about now mm-hmm. how much of the business is now wholesale would you say i would say it's almost 50 50. Mm-hmm. yeah we we grew so much in the, in that side and mm-hmm. you know it's all word of mouth as well which is great yeah um, that I think I believe that is is there is is fifty fifty, but our shop is still very strong, uh, especially with the website. Mm-hmm. Uh, our shop sales are still going quite strong. Amazing, and um, we'll, we'll move on to all the products in a bit. But I also want to talk about you and mm-hmm. your sort of fascinating journey, as you say, from doing every single job here mm-hmm. and what you did before that. I remember you telling me a couple of a couple of months ago. So, how did you become involved? So I was doing uh, marketing for um, for a school mm-hmm. before. Uh, I mean, my, my background is like teaching, marketing, mm-hmm. uh, and then I got a bit sort of like over it. Yeah, you know? disillusioned, to, yeah. yeah. And I've always liked baking. Um, I just started to bake at home mm-hmm. and then just, uh, yeah, just thought I'll try to find a, a job in this area. I started mm-hmm. in the kitchen here. Mm-hmm. It wasn't quite my thing the, to make the patisserie cakes. So at that time, I was like, mm, it's not quite what I want. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so I stayed out of here for a little while. Mm-hmm. And, but I did tell her, look, whenever there's an opportunity to work with you, helping developing the business, I would mm-hmm. be very happy to do that. So a few months later, he called me back. I started as a system manager, uh, working the shop mainly, mm-hmm. um, but also helping the kitchen whenever needed. Uh, the manager eventually left. I became a manager, and then from then on, I just took over everything. <laughs> yeah, everything. <laughs> yeah. So um, I helped uh, finding new businesses, uh, developing all the the websites, the social media, and then I just got stuck on any job that came along because really it was uh, we were very small at that point, but mm-hmm. we were growing very quickly. So I did driving. <laughs> I helped in the in the baking. I helped in the in the in the shop. I did all of the emails, all the marketing. Mm-hmm. I helped a bit with the accounts and suppliers and all of that. So mm-hmm. it was a good journey to learn about the company, understanding how it works from uh, you know the inside out. And mm-hmm. now it gives me a good perspective of how the company should work directions and it's like people doing undercover boss but actually doing it from the start yeah exactly <laughs> from the start yeah so, um, not quite undercover yeah not quite undercover very much in the limelight <laughs> so let's again move back to the cafe itself mm-hmm. um so when people come in you've now got this lovely outdoor seating area you've yeah. got seating inside as well because we mm-hmm. were talking about last time you've done a sort of the rearrangement of, of mm-hmm. the place and you so you have cakes patisserie and also so yeah, cakes, vinoiserie, patisserie, and the deli as well. Mm-hmm. So what's the split like for you in terms of the amount of products you sell the most of? And how does that vary like day to day? Because presumably at um, the weekend, people are going to spend more on you know the fancy stuff. Yeah, definitely the weekend is, is busier for us. Um, 
I would say like the Delhi is the one that is a bit slower mm -hmm. to because we don't have it that much space to get have like this you know big range of things mm -hmm. but I, we get specific products that we all like here as Carefully well curated yeah and uh because and you started I, these charcuterie boards as well actually yes just today yes let's talk about them yes. now so it, it's it's a way to showcase already what we make the best mm -hmm. the the bread you know and then getting these cheeses and the charcuterie that we were already selling already selling uh and just like we also have the wines mm -hmm. so we thought let's put it all together make this offering especially now that it's summer people yeah. can sit outside enjoy a nice glass of something yeah. you know and then uh have a, a charcuterie board or a cheese then, board just to chill you know and everything on the board presumably is available yes the for deli, them right? to buy yeah which obviously helps that um, yeah exactly. so anyway sorry back back <laughs> away from the deli yeah. onto the cakes and pastries so yeah, what's the sort of split like between how many cakes you sell and how many pastries? So it's almost a 50-50. I, mm -hmm. I would say like, uh, of course, in the morning, people come from the vinoiserie, mm -hmm. so you know, your, your fresh croissant. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then throughout the day, people will be coming for, for the bread. Mm -hmm. uh, normally the afternoon is when people start buying more of the cakes. That's mm -hmm. kind of like a, a regular <laughs> yeah, way yeah, of you know, shopping. Uh, the weekend is a bit different because mm -hmm. people might be buying stuff to take away to visit family and mm -hmm. they want to take a cake etc so we definitely sell more cakes at the weekend um, but we sell a lot of cakes throughout the week because people are buying things for birthdays uh, mm -hmm. especially online we get a lot of uh, I think most of our online sales are our ca are cakes okay um, and we get since the pandemic because we started the website during the pandemic mm -hmm. And during the pandemic, there was a lot of people like, we have family there and we would like to give them a gift sure. and, and just send some nice stuff for them. So we had a lot of people from outside buying for us to deliver, to deliver to their yeah. relatives or friends. Uh, and this kind of continued. So there's there's quite a few people that still buy from abroad uh -huh. and, and it's like, oh, I want to send a cake to my father, or, you know, to my daughter yeah. who's at college. We have a lot of that, so and it's quite nice. you sort of establish yourself as one of those, those yeah. go-to ones. Um, and how would you, I mean, there's a lot of bakers, right? Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of bakeries. Um, what is it for you that makes you different? What is it with the, because we've talked a lot about French ingredients and French recipes. What is the actual process in that that really makes you stand out, especially mm -hmm. on the pastry and bread side? I think it's, it's the techniques mm -hmm. that are used and, and also definitely the, the ingredients. The mm -hmm. ingredients make such a, a huge difference. Yes, yeah, so let's talk about the ingredients. Yeah, so um, the flour that we use mm -hmm. is from a moulin called Forisha. Mm -hmm. So the flour is it's simple flour. It's flour. Mm -hmm. There's nothing added to it. Now there's the addition of the vitamins because it's by UK law. Yeah. You have to add them. But it's Basically, there's nothing else added to them. Some some other flowers, you will get lots of things added to that flower, which is what sometimes makes people be intolerant mm -hmm. to sure. the gluten and all of that. Um, so that is that. It's like really nice, naturally grown, processed flower. Um, butter, of course, we have to get the butter from yes. France. <laughs> yeah, where's the butter from? Uh, so it's called Izi, Izini. Uh -huh. Izini, and yeah. they're doing a competition right now, so people can vote for oh, us. Oh, exciting, yeah. <laughs> uh, they're doing their first UK competition, so it's quite nice. Uh, and we use that for our croissants uh -huh. and everything else as well. Uh -huh. um, 
And the so chocolate, very, chocolate as well. I remember the chocolate. Valhona, yeah, exactly. Valhona also French chocolate, very high quality mm -hmm. chocolate. I mean, there there are really high, higher quality chocolates mm. around the world. Yeah, yeah, of course. But, uh, but this for chefs is like one of the top premium. Yeah kind of chocolates to use mm -hmm. and you really taste the difference because I've tasted a lot of chocolate in my life yeah, now. Yeah, me too. And whenever <laughs> I taste like a new brand that they are trying to promote, it's not the same. Mm -hmm. Valhona has really nailed it. So, Amazing. Yeah. And the techniques then, what is it that goes into making a baguette and a croissant here so special? So the, so for example, the baguettes that we make mm -hmm. are called tradition mm -hmm. and that is a, is, is a style of making the baguette and is also the result of the, the final product is very different from a baguette you would buy in a supermarket. Mm -hmm. So some people have a concept of baguettes. Even in France, mm -hmm. you, you can get these other baguettes, yeah. which is softer. A supermarket baguette, yeah, yeah. that's like, yeah. So the tradition baguette is never going to be soft. It's mm -hmm. going to be a Hard, bit more chewy, crusty very crusty. It's the baguette that the French, they pick yeah. up and start eating exactly. as they walk home, you know? Which is, yeah, yeah. I always would say, I, I did a cycle ride to Paris in 24 hours for, for charity a few years ago and I was so obviously you, know, have, you have those energy gels and I just couldn't bear any more energy gels <laughs> and I just stopped in the town and just bought a baguette and had it in the back of my thing oh, that's so cool. it's like literally and as a kid always remember in France you just walk around the city sightseeing and you just I would just eat a ton of baguette yeah but it's that type of baguette isn't it it's not the sort of rubbish that you just yeah, but yeah it's exactly. different as you say in France those, it's, it's a different type right yeah but when people don't know about mm -hmm. the different types of baguettes, uh, and I didn't used to know either, mm, yeah. you know, so it, you you have this, oh, this baguette is hard. It's like, no, it's the style it's, of the baguette. Yeah. It's, it's crustier, and inside it will be more bubbles inside, mm -hmm. and, uh, and it's supposed to be like that because of the fermentation. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, it takes a long time to make the baguette, by the way. This oh. baguette is not like, oh, mm, mm, and then, no. Well, how long have we surprised It's... It, we do um, uh, a whole 24-hour wow, uh, process on it, sometimes 48, it depends. Mm -hmm. uh, but you make the dough, you mm -hmm. have to rest it, you have to fold it several times, mm -hmm. rest, fold, rest, mm -hmm. fold. And then it goes in the fridge, and then the next day you're still yeah. working with that dough, I cutting have, it, no le leaving to rest. Yeah. It, it takes a long time. It's not Some of the other breads is, is more straightforward. The, uh -huh. the sourdough, for example, for example, is more straightforward. Of course, you have to do the mother. It's mother. got the starter, yeah. yeah. And then but then uh, once you make the sourdough, it's, it's more like a waiting game rather than folding and folding and yeah, folding. Yeah. Uh, and then you put it in the basket, put it to proof, and it's kind of like, yeah, then you done, cook. Yeah. The baguette is not, not like that at all. <laughs> it's like a whole thing. You and know? and yeah. the pastries then, so let's pick a, let's pick a croissant. Mm -hmm. What goes into making the croissant? Talk us through that. The croissant. So, um, of course you make the dough. Mm -hmm. The dough is quite straightforward in a way because you just put it in a in a in the big mixer. Yeah. Uh, as long as you 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 achieving the temperature, you know there is a timer. You just keep checking on it. But uh, the great part of it is very physical. After <laughs> you take that dough from from it, you have to fold it, and yeah. it's, it's a harder dough. So you really need to use your muscles there. Yeah, anyone who's tried making croissants will know that even making a really small batch yeah. really difficult. I've tried and failed. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, so it's like uh, whenever we are doing that all together at the unit, and I was a baker there for right. two years, so I had to do that. Uh, it's quite the fun part because <laughs> seeing who, who is the strongest, yeah. you know, because it's, it's tough. And we, we make a lot of it, yeah. so yeah, there, that, there's a lot of uh, work, is like that muscle your, work. Is that your best-selling product, would you say, just a plain croissant? Probably, yeah. The, yeah. the croissant and the baguette. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. 
And one thing I'm really interested in is the sort of idea of offering vegetarian and vegan pastries. Because mm -hmm. you have veg vegetarian paste or plant-based, don't you? Plant-based, yeah. Do you, do you have vegan? Well, the, oh, the plant-based is, that is vegan. Yeah. Okay, amazing. It's just because, um, so to, to be able to call a product uh -huh. vegan, you have to be certified. Okay, sure. So it, it, it's a tricky thing because most places you go to, they will say things are vegan or gluten-free, even yeah. though they don't have the kitchen or the certification yeah, for that. Yeah, to say that, yeah. So we try to do things by the rules, yeah. you know, so we cannot really call it vegan. Although the other day I was looking a bit more into that and it's like, ah, oh, it's not so strict. Uh -huh. Um, but yeah, of course, uh, we call it plant-based. Uh -huh. Some people oh. will get confused. We have to explain. Yeah. So what I mean, what do you do differently there? I mean, because that must it's be quite difficult. It's so just a butter. It's literally just a butter. Yeah. Because the dough will be the, the dough, same yeah, dough. Yeah. And it's just changing the butter mm -hmm. to a plant-based butter. Uh -huh. uh, and it's called Be Better, the butter that mm -hmm. we use. And did that take a lot of trial and error to find one that fitted? A bit, yeah. Uh -huh. A bit. Uh, we did work with someone that uh, gave us some tips about vegan vinoiserie uh, mm -hmm. uh, and the recipe was a bit different and then my boss decided he wanted to just do the same croissant just mm -hmm. with a different butter sure. uh, so that worked out okay and then that's how we are, we're doing yeah. and I mean I'm gonna move back onto the business side of things a little bit um, and talking through I mean it's a very difficult time to be in hospitality mm -hmm. especially when you're importing a lot of products from, from <laughs> yeah. Europe so you've had Brexit and I want to hear about the challenges of, of that on your imports. Mm -hmm. There's obviously also cost of living and inflation, food prices, core inflation keeps going up. Mm -hmm. um, there's staffing. I mean, how have you managed? Have you had to adjust prices? How, I mean, how have you managed? Yeah, I mean, we had a few challenges that, like I said to you, I was a baker for two years. Yeah. And that's because we lost uh, pretty much all our bakers in one go, mm -hmm. all for different reasons, actually. Uh, one, you know, the father passed away, mm -hmm. he went back to France. Uh, there was someone that just like couldn't take it anymore. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he decided to yeah. quit. Uh, I mean, the croissant he... making seems hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he came from a different background, uh -huh. you know, so I guess perhaps it wasn't what he was expecting. Sure. Uh, but then someone else wanted to open his own business and he was going to move away as uh -huh. well. So it was like, a lot of things. Yeah, coming off the <coughs> pandemic, it wasn't actually during the pandemic, mm -hmm. we were fine. Everybody was here, we were yeah. all working hard, you know. But they've got the wholesale as well, so I mean, that yeah. must have kept you going fairly okay. Yeah, and then after after uh, things started to open up, that's when people started deciding to make different, you uh -huh. know, uh, paths in their lives. So, uh, and it was very hard, because of Brexit, it was hard to hire people. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and we always had French bakers, uh, mainly, mm -hmm. uh, because what we do, you know, you require certain skills. Um, so it was always normal to mm -hmm. have the French bakers that go to the French bakery schools, you know, to learn it. Mm -hmm. It was very hard. And then we even tried to, to hire local people, British people, but they j would just not. Mm -hmm. It was, it's just not the same, sure. I, you yeah, know, yeah. it's a whole different training. I mean, even I had to learn from scratch mm -hmm. and it's, it's tough. It's, it's a tough starting time as well. Yes, yeah, <laughs> Very I early, imagine, yeah. one o'clock yep. in the morning. Is it? Yeah. So, and I mean, how many people then do you have coming into the bakery at 1am? 
Uh, normally two people. Okay. Yeah, two people start because one will be baking, the other one will start uh -huh. with the dough. And then they help each other because as you're taking things off the oven, you might have to glaze something or uh -huh. demold something. So if you have two people together, you know, there's some days where it's a bit quieter, one person can do it, but that person needs to be like super speedy, you yeah, know, sure, and, yeah. and know what they're doing Experience. between ovens and everything. Yeah. Uh -huh. So normally two people, uh, and then we have someone that comes in around three o'clock, uh, she starts packing, uh, and there's another person, then two other people will come around five. These are the people that are the Vinoise routine. Uh -huh. So they do all the croissants and they also do quiches. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's quite a big team, mm -hmm. uh, but they will be starting and finishing at different times yeah, and sure. doing different things different in between. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I loved the work there, to be honest. Yeah, that's, that's my kind of baking. Yeah. I really enjoyed doing that. A fun team environment. Yeah. Everyone's in the same boat. And um, we had to, so, so just, just finishing yeah, so. off about, you know, the Brexit and yeah. stuff. So what we had to do is to become sponsors uh -huh. and just hire people from abroad. Mm -hmm. And actually, we couldn't really hire any French anymore. Yeah. So we have three Filipinos. Amazing. They are amazing. Yes, I've met one uh, actually a couple of times. Very hard, yeah. so fantastic. Hardworking people, nice. good sense of humor, you uh -huh. know. Um, but of course, they lack a bit of the skills. Uh -huh. So, so Eva has to always work with them to, uh -huh. to get them to speed with, with their skills. Uh, and we also had a girl from Indonesia joining the team mm -hmm. as well. So we had mm -hmm. so you're two. sort of yeah, post Brexit going beyond Europe, I suppose, to, mm -hmm. to find those people. And yeah. what about inflation? How has that been? Tough? So yeah, we we held on on we had a lot of price increases on our ingredients. Yeah. I mean, uh, for, and for we context for people listening in the future, we're currently I think twelve months food inflation is at sixty percent. Um, yeah. So yeah, anyway, sorry, back to, you, back to your pricing reasons. <laughs> yeah, so we, we held as much as we could to not change prices, uh -huh. especially during the pandemic, we were like, we we're gonna keep it nice for everybody. Mm -hmm. uh, and we got increases during that time as well, you know. Um, but it was okay until a certain point where it's like, oh, suddenly you're getting price increases that 40%. Yeah. And it's, it just doesn't yeah. make sense. Yeah, no. I was speaking to someone who put in a milk order and then literally later in the day, the price had gone up 10%. <laughs> it's just, it's like... Exactly. So, and our suppliers told us this is just the beginning. It's going to happen again. Mm -hmm. And it would be like in just a couple of months time. I thought, okay, so now we need to increase our prices. I mean, a lot of people complain about our price increase, mm. but what can we do? You no, know, no, exactly. uh, it, it's, it's... Go out of business. Or, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's everywhere. It's yeah. just everywhere. And it's not just the price increase of the ingredients, but also, you know, the electricity. Mm -hmm. uh, we also increase salaries for everybody yeah. because... Because uh, cost of living has increased. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, when they ask me about price, yeah. price I, I just kind of have to laugh. It's, yeah. it's almost like, where have you been living? Yeah. <laughs> and, what's the, yeah. know? <laughs> and what's the what's the rent situation been like going up as well? Or not uh, too bad? So far, uh, it's okay. Okay, yeah. fingers, we'll keep our fingers yeah, crossed. Let's then. not talk about <laughs> yeah, it. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Um, and then I suppose I'm just going to, we have a couple more questions. So mm -hmm. first, next one to the coffee. Okay. Is coffee important to you? How important is it to you? Because we get a lot of people who do presumably come in, buy the bread and get a coffee. So where yeah. do you get your coffee from? So we get the you... coffee from Missing Bing. Uh -huh. uh, we've been getting it for like <laughs> ages. Uh -huh. And, and we, we also supply them. Now, of course, they are doing their own thing. Yes. But we still supply our baguettes and, and I think cinnamon buns and uh -huh. some other things. 
uh, and yeah, we have a good relationship with them, mm -hmm. and it's it. The coffee that we chose is not a very strong coffee, mm -hmm. so it's not a coffee that is gonna overpower what mm -hmm. we already sell. Yeah. So we you're want not a you coffee to, shop. You're here for the yeah. Yeah. So you you get a cake. You don't want your coffee to overpower that cake. No. You want to complement it. Yeah. So we got a coffee that is quite mild, let's say, in flavor. Mm -hmm. It's from El Salvador. Mm -hmm. um, and we have people that really love it and we have people that find it too weak, mm -hmm. for example. Uh, but then you can just put an extra shot in there. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. It's exactly. just it's the fun. Yeah. It was so, very nice. When my, mm. I had chocolate bread earlier, which, mm -hmm. by the way, absolutely amazing innovation to my life. Yes. Incredible. Yeah. Dipped in there. Very, very nice. So it's, yes. it's that idea of complimenting, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and do you get a lot of people coming in for lunch for the quiches and things like that? Because I remember having a quiche that was absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we're less of a lunch place and mm -hmm. we, and that's why we're coming up with the with charcuterie, charcuterie board and cheese board because we want to, to increase on mm -hmm. the types of products that they can come in for, mm -hmm. for, for lunch. We obviously do some baguettes, mm -hmm. there's the quiches, we have sausage rolls, uh, we also have like ham and cheese croissant. Mm -hmm. um, so we do have a, a variety of savouries, but... Yeah, I think people normally come here, take away, yeah, you know. Yeah, grab and go yeah. situation, yeah. But it's changing because now as, you know, we are sitting here and we are watching the CCTV on the background. Yes. And you can see All that the tables been, are full. Yeah. yeah, the tables are full. People keep coming in, you mm -hmm. know. I mean, it's not lunchtime yet, but uh, it it's be. nice. It's, it's like really this throughout the day. I sit here in the office sometimes watching it and it's like, oh, it's nice that mm -hmm. people are yeah. out there. Uh, it's an amazing customer base that you've built, actually, because, mm. I mean... I remember being in here last time, but even just this morning, I sat there for about five minutes and almost every single customer was a regular and yeah. knew the name. Like, how have you built that customer base, do you think? What's, because you, do you um, have people coming back every morning for their yeah, breakfast? For yeah, yeah, the and there's people that have been coming here for years. You uh, know, when it was Pascal, so, yeah. yeah. So I've, the manager before me, he mm -hmm. was very good at, um, you know, the, the people mm -hmm. skills, you know, yeah. he was very good with that. I think he, he helped a lot in building that customer base. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's just like the staff that we get, we always encourage them to be super friendly and they they enjoy what they're doing. So when they are serving the customer, they are ready, they mm -hmm. click in. Okay, yeah. that person, he always takes a croissant, a pain chocolate. Uh -huh. That person has their coffee like this. And it makes working so, yeah. more enjoyable when you when you yeah. have that relationship, doesn't it? Yeah. And presumably people at the weekend even more so will come in mm -hmm. every Saturday for their treat or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Exactly. Um, and what about going forward, just to sort of finish things off on yeah. the side of the, I guess, so, what's the plan? So we want to develop our brand a bit more. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm working on our, our, our packaging now. Oh, lovely. Uh, I, I, can, I cannot wait. I've been waiting for this for a long time. <laughs> I actually remember you talking to me <laughs> yeah. about it two months ago, but I imagine it's been going on yeah. even longer. So we are just uh, in, in the designing stage uh -huh. now. So soon enough, uh, once we say yes, it takes about six to eight weeks sure. and we have our boxes. Oh, very exciting. Uh, and then the next thing would be doing other things like uh -huh. the bags and the bread bags and, and, mm -hmm. and everything else. Please don't ditch the logo with the Eiffel Tower though, because I kind of love that. <laughs> yes, yes, the, uh, the Eiffel Tower is everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so we are, we are developing the branding. We are continuing to develop our wholesale clients. Uh -huh. Uh, we would love to open more shops mm -hmm. in the future as well, mm -hmm. but in a way, I think the business has always been like, what's feeling right, we go towards that way, sure. you know, we, without forcing too much mm -hmm. and then end up like, oh, well, we yeah. shouldn't have done that. And have you yeah. thought about 
when you're looking at other shops, what sort of location are you thinking of? Like sort of central Oxford or somewhere else that's a little bit yeah. out, like maybe in Cowley? Or we, looked, we looked in central Oxford, um, mm -hmm. so it's a possibility. Mm -hmm. uh, but we looked elsewhere as well, other, <laughs> other cities as well. Oh, but wow, it's all like where, where yeah, it takes us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Where um, the opportunity comes in, uh, uh -huh. then we go there. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Well, that's the best way to do it. Yeah. Um, and there's one question that I always finish on, which mm -hmm. is a death row dinner. So, Ooh, you're, okay. so you're throwing a dinner party for yes. four people who are dead or alive. Okay. So you've got to pick the people and you've got to pick what they're serving you from your shop or restaurant. Okay. So I'd hate to put you on the spot, but who are okay. the four people who you would love to have for dinner? And you've got to think in terms oh of God. like, you know, great conversation. Some people like to throw in a singer, a bit of entertainment in there as well. Oh my God, I need Here to think about this. This is quite elaborate. Oh. It is quite elaborate. We can start with the food if you like. Okay. If that's eating, so, so what kind of food I would like to be served? It's, it's got to be food that you're serving to them from your shop. Oh, I see. Okay. So maybe kicking things off with a nice glass of wine. Yes. What's your favorite wine that you guys have got? Sancerre. Amazing. Yeah. So a lovely glass of Sancerre. And... Uh, glass of Sancerre. Uh, I would definitely get my boss to make us some some special things with the puff pastry. Uh -huh. Amazing. Because he has done this before and it's always amazing. Incredible. Puff pastry is the best. <laughs> <laughs> it's like so much butter in it. Yeah. It's so crunchy. Uh, so definitely something savory using the, the puff pastry would be uh -huh. really nice. Um, I'm a meat eater, so something oh. we meat probably. Me too. Uh, and definitely get him to make some really nice desserts, you know. He's very good at, at cooking and in uh -huh. general. So, Amazing. yeah, I would leave it to him to... What's like, your, what's your favourite French traditional main course and favourite French dessert, would you say? Mm. Well, I'll start with the dessert because yeah. I have a sweet okay. tooth. Me too. Okay. <laughs> so it's the mot de chocolat. Oh, incredible. <laughs> it's yeah. like, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. when I'm in France, that's, I think, the only thing I order. Yeah, just completely... Plain, oh, simple, brilliance. Yeah. And then for the main? Uh, main. Ah, you know, I'm going to be very rubbish, but steak. Yeah. No, <laughs> because I, I, yeah, I can I'm from like Brazil, it. so I like meat. Yeah, so amazing. So steak for sure. Yeah, does a yeah. job. And steak then the people. Steak with a nice, like, mushroom sauce or something Ooh, like that. You lovely, know, it would be, yeah. yeah, amazing. And then the people. Here we the have it. People. Okay. Does it have to be, like, celebrity? No, or it doesn't have to be. It could be your okay. family, people who've inspired you. Okay. Well, you know, I definitely would like my grandfather uh -huh. to be here. Amazing. Um, he, he died when I was eight and he mm. was a baker. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah. You never told me that. That's yeah. a great part of the story. And my, and, and, and Eve reminds me a little bit about him, especially oh. on his work ethic. My, uh -huh. my grandfather was a like, really hard worker as well. And he was the head of our bakery. Amazing. Uh, so definitely him. Uh, and since, yeah, yeah, him and my grandma, because uh -huh. both of them started the bakery together. Oh, and amazing. unfortunately, my grandma passed away two oh. years ago as well. Oh, so it would be really nice to that, have them. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. And you can get a So the rest of my family can wait. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> just just yeah. my grandfather and my grandmother. Yeah, for sure. Um, who else? Gosh, I feel any, like... It. Any cool celebrities who always inspire you? Maybe a musician to provide a bit of entertainment? Hmm. I know that Taylor Swift has been quite popular among some people who you wouldn't expect. Really? Yeah. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Yeah. Like I like her music, but it's like I'm not. I'm not big in into. Oh, 
I love Jennifer Aniston. Oh, me okay. too. Because I love Friends. Yeah, well, I was yeah. Like, yeah I'm rewatching could, Friends at the I moment. I could get the whole cast of Friends yeah. because it's like I grew up with watching uh-huh. it. And I just love her. I find her so beautiful. She's always been an inspiration to me in terms of like uh, beauty. You know, amazing. I, I, I really, yeah. And I bet amazing dinner time conversation as well. Yeah. Yeah, it would be interesting to know, you know, who she is as yeah, a person. Exactly. I, I don't know, maybe she turns out to be boring. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's possible, but then that's quite a good story in itself. Uh, but then it's a comedian of some sort would be yeah. nice. Steve, because, Steve uh, Carroll? Know? I think I'd have Steve Carroll. Who's that? He's the guy from The Office. Ah, okay, yeah. He's quite good. Yeah, um, yeah I don't know, I've been... I'm terrible with names, but definitely a good comedian. Yeah, you know, I think it always helps. To, yeah. to lighten up. To lighten the, it up yeah. and bring it yeah. all together. Yeah. Amazing. Well, thank you so much okay. um, for this and for, for everything. And yeah, I'd say to everyone who, who's in Oxford, definitely come along to Herve Gatineau. And if you're not in Oxford, send someone you know in Oxford and Herve Gatineau yeah. cake. Or travel here. Or just travel for just for this. <laughs> well, just for all the amazing places that we like to go through on Oxford. Yeah, Eats. Oxford has a lot to offer. It's amazing. It's really nice. Yeah. Thanks so much again. Thank Speak you so soon. much. Thanks so much again to Deborah for having me. And thank you to you guys for listening. The thing that really fascinated me about that was just getting an insight into how taxing it is being a baker and the fascinating culture that goes on behind these places in the early hours of the morning. To be honest, it's more like nighttime. Thanks so much again for listening and be sure to tune back in next time for another episode of Oxford Eats.